Thanks for joining me here on Conversations for Yoga Teachers. I'm your host, Karen Fabian, the founder of Bare Bones Yoga. I'm a yoga teacher with over 15 years of experience, a certified personal trainer, and an entrepreneur. My mission is to help yoga teachers transform their teaching by mastering the fundamentals of anatomy. By learning anatomy in my easy step-by-step way, you'll be able to confidently share it in your cues, easily create sequences, and you'll eagerly answer student questions. And all along the way, you'll increase your impact and earning potential. On the podcast here, you will hear anatomy lessons, stories from teachers, interviews with others in the field, and a dose of personal development. Once you listen to today's episode, go ahead and visit barebonesyoga.com, my website, for free resource guides for teachers. Download any and all that are there, including one of my most popular tools, my sequence building template. And if you'd like, send me a one-line email with the answer to this question. What's your biggest frustration right now as a yoga teacher? And I'm happy to do some brainstorming with you in a free coaching session. My email address is karen at barebonesyoga.com. Thanks for taking the time to listen today. Let's get to today's episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a very special episode of Conversations for Yoga Teachers. I'm your host, Karen Fabian, and get ready because this is episode 200. We have hit a milestone, friends. And if you've listened to even just one episode, or maybe you're here for the very first time, you are part of this. 200 episodes, almost 90,000 downloads since I began this show a few years ago. And I am just so excited to reach this milestone, to have you along for the ride. And today's episode is going to be a special one, not only because just by its nature, it's the 200th episode, which is a huge milestone, also because I'm going to make a special announcement about how I am going to commemorate the reaching of this milestone. And I don't think of it just as something I've done. Yes, I'm producing the con, uh, the con content. <laughs> and yes, I'm showing up every single week to produce a new episode. You though are also showing up. I see the reviews, I get the emails, I see the comments on social media. I get the um, DMs in my Instagram. I know that you're listening. And so I really feel like this is a collaboration between me, the creator of the show, and you, the listener. So I want you to also feel an investment in this achievement and part of this achievement because it truly is something that we've done together. So having said that, um, I want to just talk about this idea of hitting a milestone and just the value of showing up consistently. You know, before I get into the specific topic for today's episode, the fact that 
we're at episode 200 is a perfect launch pad for a quick conversation about what does it take to get to a goal? And I can certainly say when I started this podcast uh, 199 episodes ago, I didn't know how long I was going to be doing it. So there was a little bit of a question there that usually doesn't exist with some of the other goals that I have where I clearly know where I want to go. I was really more starting a podcast because I knew I would love to do it. I knew it would come fairly easy to me to create the content, to have the conversations, to have ideas from week to week. I had a pretty good sense that it would resonate with people because I think podcasts right now are really popular and I wanted to be part of that experience of content being shared in an audio fashion. However, there are definitely weeks where I have a lot going on and it's hard sometimes to carve out the hour to sit down and craft out the script and record it. So I wanted to just point to this idea of despite that, and, and I don't know for you, as you think about what you're experiencing right now as a yoga teacher or in your personal life, something that you have as a goal, a way of being you want to embrace more of in your life. And just this idea of, are you showing up consistently for that? You know, we, we oftentimes, especially because of the media and what gets publicized on the media and especially on social media, we tend to look at things from through the lens of like an overnight success. And it was interesting. I was listening to a, uh, or watching a TikTok video of Cory Booker, Senator Cory Booker. He's a great follow on Instagram and TikTok. And he always shares these inspiring stories. And he was talking yesterday, I'm recording this here on August 11th, but you're going to hear it on August 15th or later, 2022. And I was listening to um, something he just recently did on TikTok, where he was talking about that idea of an overnight success kind of being a fallacy in that it really takes thousands and thousands of hours. <clears throat> you know what Malcolm Gladwell <clears throat> called the 10,000 hours approach to learning and mastering a skill or mastering knowledge. And it's so true. The idea of overnight success, I mean, even someone like Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, who have an innate ability for golf and basketball, respectively, they still put in thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of practice. And so this speaks to the, the value of just showing up consistently. You know, especially I can also relate it to my running. You know, I have always been a runner. And in years past, I've competed in races and run marathons and half marathons and you know, more road races that I can count. And I don't really do that anymore. And when I go out, even though I don't have that as a goal, I constantly tell myself, it's not about how fast you go. It's not about how long you run. It's more about that you just show up. And I just want to 
emphasize that to you, the listener, if there's something in your life you want to achieve and you're feeling like the mountain is too high, the goal is too big, know that if you can simply just show up regularly and just put in a little bit of time, you will get there. And also, even if we don't relate it to a goal, if we just think about it from the perspective of lifestyle, I was listening to another podcast just today, uh, one of my favorite podcasts, the Rich Roll podcast, and he was interviewing, um, oh my goodness, I'm going to forget her name, forgive me, but she is uh, an internationally renowned artist and she runs a gallery in LA and she was talking about her own sort of personal meditation practice and yoga practice and lifestyle habits. And she was talking about this same exact thing, this idea of compounding interest, but looking at it through the lens of the lifestyle that you lead. And she was saying that, you know, the way she approaches her life now is so that as she ages, she will continue to be healthy. And, you know, when I think back, I'm going to be 58 this year. When I think back of, you know, it wasn't like I ever treated my body badly. It's just that when I think of all I didn't know about the impact of lifestyle on the body, whether it's, you know, the cardiovascular system or the musculoskeletal system or the brain, you know, all of those things that are so affected by what we eat, how we sleep, if we exercise, how often we exercise, what kind of exercise we do, are we managing our stress? You know, there's just so many things that we can do to impact how long we live in a healthy, functional, happy way. Do we have good connections? Do we associate ourselves with good, happy, healthy people? Like these are all things that compound themselves, that showing up in this way 200 days out of the year and then on for another, you know, 165. So it's 365 days, you know, just creating it as a habit. Um, James Clear, his amazing book, Atomic Habits, talks about this idea of compounding from the perspective of habit. So I just, you know, this particular, achievement of hitting 200 episodes. Yes, it's about the podcast, but it's about this overall theme that, you know, the habits we have, the consistently uh, consistent way we show up in our lives and as teachers is a way for us to ingrain these good habits, to achieve amazing things and so it just was a perfect opportunity for me to talk about some of those topics that are so meaningful to me. So, you know, I just ask you as we kind of wrap up this part of the conversation, you know, what do you want more of in your life? And are you showing up consistently for that goal or that way of being? So I'll just sort of leave that with you as something to think about. Um, so as I reflect back, uh, you know, I did, when we hit episode 100, I did an episode kind of recapping the first 100 episodes. Of course, not every single one, but I just pulled some of the common themes out 
from the first 100 episodes. And when I think from that point forward to today, the next 100 episodes, you know, I'm so inspired by the memories of meeting with so many awesome, accomplished, intelligent people on my show. Trina Altman, Jules Mitchell, my dear friend and author, Rebecca Pacheco, Kristen Cavallari. I mean, there have just been so many Amber Hamburg, so many people who have come on the show either because I've reached out to them, I didn't know them and they were willing to come on or, you know, our paths crossed somehow and, and I had them on the show. You know, teachers in my Yoga Anatomy Blueprint Learning Program, I've interviewed, it's been so inspiring to hear more about their stories and to give them a platform to share what they've transition, how their transition has been from not being really sure about, you know, cueing and sequencing and, and answering questions of students to really having confidence and, and approaching teaching from a place of knowledge versus just a place of repeating things and just doing what everybody else is doing. I've loved having uh, my podcast be an opportunity to interview those teachers and have them share their stories with you. Because ultimately, you know, I think what oftentimes blocks yoga teachers from being the kind of teacher they want to be is they don't know the steps to take. They've done that 200 hour training and they're not really sure what to do next. They have this funny feeling in their stomach when they teach, they know that they really don't understand the, the, movement aspects or movement concepts that they need to so that they can really share cues confidently. And so I share those stories with you of teachers in my program to help you see that there are teachers out there just like you who felt very much like you probably feel now and who through that process of learning the fundamentals in an easy step-by-step -step way, we're able to get from point A, where they are now, to point Z, where they wanted to get to. And that's gonna be also part of what we talk about today. I'm gonna to talk a little bit about crafting kind of an ongoing education plan for yourself. Um, so that's a little bit about just as I sit and reflect about the past 100 episodes, what comes to mind. Now, what is the go forward plan? You know, this is kind of, where I'm at right now is thinking about how can I best serve you, the podcast listener, the most likely yoga teacher, person in the health and wellness industry, maybe yoga practitioner, although mainly, you know, the title of my show is Conversations for Yoga Teachers. So I'm really focused on, you know, working with yoga teachers. So, you know, right now I would definitely invite you to send me an email, DM me on Instagram, let me know what topics you want to see covered in future episodes, because I have a goal of constantly keeping the content fresh, constantly keeping it interesting. You know, I'd really like to take the show into more of the area of science-based research and sharing a little bit more about that. I'd also like to take the show more in an area, although I've kind of dipped my toe in this a lot over the past 200 episodes, more about the mindset of a yoga teacher and what uh, successful mindsets are for yoga teachers, because I think so much of what blocks teachers from being successful is between the ears. <laughs> you know, it's not so much what they're doing in the classroom. 
Um, it's, it's a lot of just the self-limiting beliefs that we all have about ourselves. And there is no denying that teaching yoga is something that I don't want to say it's a scary thing. It's just that it takes a level of comfort with showing up in a way that's pretty unique. I mean, in a way, it's sort of like if you ask a Broadway performer, do you ever get nervous before you go on stage? Of course, they're going to say yes. And there's a lot of sort of similarities there. However, when you're a Broadway performer, you're playing somebody else. The really challenging thing about being an effective, happy, impactful uh, yoga teacher is that you are fully showing up as you. And the problem is, not a lot of teachers are doing that. They're showing up as their mentor. They're showing up as somebody they think they should be. They're showing up as somebody who's influencing them, who's on social media. They're showing up in a way that, you know, coincides with the way they think they should show up because they're quote unquote, a yoga teacher doing yoga things. And the real challenge for all of us is to be ultimately and unabashedly committed to always showing up authentically. And that's truly what makes yoga teaching a very unique skill that honestly takes a bit of courage. I mean, I don't want to make too much of the courage aspect of it because obviously first responders, people that, you know, dedicate their lives to keeping us safe and all of that, those are the real folks with courage. But I think when we look at it through the lens of um, the mind and self-limiting beliefs and neuroscience, there is an aspect of courage that's required to show up and teach yoga. And when you think about when you were a new teacher or if you are a new teacher right now, and I know in my own experience as a teacher, I was fucking terrified. I was fucking terrified. I would sit in my car outside the studio for easily a half an hour before I would go in and teach because I was so afraid to show myself, to stand in front of class, to show up. And so, that's what I mean by it takes the courage to show up through that fear. Now you can show up. And there were many times I showed up and just sort of quote unquote, went through the motions, lift your leg, step your foot, you know, all of that. I wasn't really showing up authentically. I, I could have just been a, a boom box with a cassette tape in it. And someone could have just pressed play. There was no authenticity in that. There was no unique approach in that. There was no me in that. You know, it was just a lot of just saying things. So that's what I mean about showing up authentically. You know, there's, there's a way that we each can do it so that we not only distinguish ourselves, but that we build connection. You know, when you think about someone that you really care about, maybe your partner or a friend, you know, someone that you have a deep connection with, it's because they're showing you them their true self. It's not because they're putting on airs or pretending to be like somebody else. So this is how we build connection with our students. And I don't mean we go up there and talk about our personal problems. I do mean that we show ourselves to the class. And that means Number one, we're not practicing yoga. 
teachers who practice yoga with their classes are oftentimes afraid of showing themselves. So they're just hiding behind the practice. They're hiding behind this whole narrative that my students need to mirror me. All of that is just a narrative. None of that is true. You know that, right? And so this is the challenge. Now, does that mean you never practice with your students? No, it just means that you don't use that, number one, as a regular way to teach. I don't even care if you're teaching beginners, they don't need you to practice. And number two, when we do it, we do it intentionally. Teachers who just throw their mat down and just do the practice, 80, 90, 100% of it, there's no intention behind that. You might as well just be at home and do your own damn practice. That's not teaching. That's follow me. Follow me is not teaching. Teaching is showing someone how to do something so that they are independent in doing it themselves, not saying mimic me. Like I have really strong feelings about this. Now, you know, for those of you out there who are going to be like, gotcha, who maybe have come to my online classes and I practice a little bit. Yes, but there's always been an intention behind it, especially in the online space. Teaching in the online space does require sometimes, in my mind, that we do a little bit of movement to build connection because we're trying to build connection in the virtual world. It's very different than if I'm in a room with you, I can build connection with you much easier because I'm right there. So I don't really have to leverage a lot of movement, me doing movement in order to connect with you. I can see you, you know, I can watch you, I can look at your expressions as you're practicing on the mat. But in the virtual space, like, especially if you have your camera off, I can't do that. So sometimes I intentionally use movement to build connection, but I never do the whole practice. So that's, you know, just this idea of showing up, having, having the courage to show up. So that's, you know, those are some of the thoughts I have reflecting back, looking forward about where do I want to take this podcast going forward. And I have this other kind of vision before I get into a little um, bit today about crafting your, your ongoing education plan. I wanted to share something with you just so we could, I was going to say get on the same page, but that sounds really businessy and that's not my intent. Yesterday, I rewrote my mission statement. And number one, I would definitely say, if you don't have a mission statement, you should definitely write one. You know, what's your mission as a yoga teacher? Who are you there to help? How are you going to help them? How do you want to make an impact in the world as a teacher? Right? So I wrote an updated mission statement because I already had one. And I want to share it with you as a way for you to, number one, hear someone's mission statement, because I don't think a lot of yoga teachers have one. And number two, so that you can like decide, am I someone that you want to, you want to listen to the show? Do you want to follow me on social media? Do you want to be part of my community? Do you maybe want to invest in my program going forward? Like, who am I as a teacher? Like, what do I stand for? And I think that, you know, in a lot of the snippets out there about any of us that we're willing to share, there, 
there is always missing that kind of cohesive umbrella that really is a mission statement. Um, and so I wanted to share mine with you today. So my mission is to help you develop into a purpose-driven, confident yoga teacher, one who truly understands movement and how to share it clearly and effectively when you teach so that you can help your students learn and as a result, grow your impact and connection. I strongly support and value the uniqueness of all individuals and provide a safe community where diversity is embraced. I foster a sense of individuality and authenticity and support teachers in moving beyond their self-limiting beliefs so that they can confidently stand in front of their class and teach powerfully from the heart. I firmly believe that effective teaching comes from an unwavering desire to be of service and also an unrelenting pursuit of knowledge and how to apply that knowledge about the human body, movement, and anatomy to the skills needed for effective teaching. Skills in the area of cueing, building sequences, and helping students out with the questions that they have. My mission is to support teachers in growing to their fullest potential so that they can make a bigger impact. So that's me. That is what I'm about. And again, I wanted to share that with you so you had an overall sense of you know, whether you're here listening to the very first episode or you've listened to 50 or whatever it is, and you've wondered like, what's the overall deal here? <laughs> That'll give you a sense of, of who I am and, and what I'm about. So I wanted to talk today, um, before we get into the actual topic, I wanted to also mention to you, you know, to commemorate the 200th episode, I am... I was saying this in the last show, how am I going to commemorate this 200th episode? And so I decided I'm going to throw a virtual party. And so on August 24th at four o'clock Eastern time for one hour, I'm going to throw a virtual podcast party. <laughs> now you've probably never been to a podcast party. Neither have I. What I'm going to do is highlight a couple of topics from the past handful of episodes. And so think of it as uh, a workshop, except the themes that we'll be covering, which will be anatomy-based themes for the most part, and some of them will be mindset themes, are themes from the show. And so they may be episodes that you've listened to, maybe they're episodes that you haven't, except I'm going to give you a download of the topics that I'm going to cover in at the party and the episodes that these topics come from. So as your interest gets peaked, you'll have the actual episode number available to you and you can go back and listen to those episodes if the little you know snippet that I share at the party is something that piques your interest. So we'll go over things. We're actually gonna start out with a guided meditation. That's a body scan of upper body musculature. And then we'll go through some different topics around mindset for yoga teachers. We'll talk a little bit about red flags and a couple of in alignment and a couple of other things. So mark the date, August 24th, four to 5 p.m. Eastern time. I'm working on the registration page as we speak. So the week of the 15th, that registration page will be available and you can sign up on my website events page. You'll see the link. And of course, I'll be posting it every day on my Instagram. And I'm also for people who show up live, 
going to be giving away prizes, just kind of raffle prizes. I'll be giving away some of my books, some podcast mugs, and it'll just be a fun 60 minute experience just to commemorate this 200th episode and to use it as the springboard to do a quick educational based workshop. So I hope to see you there for that. So I wanted to talk today a little bit about crafting your educational plan. I sort of cringe at the at the um, term continuing education, CEU, because I think as soon as we say CEU, what, what comes to mind is Yoga Alliance and hours. How many hours is it? How many hours am I gonna get? How many hours do I need? Is it an hours-based program? And I have really strong feelings about that. <laughs> Not about Yoga Alliance per se, which I know a lot of people have a lot of strong feelings about that organization. What I have strong feelings about is letting ours be the driver for what teachers do from a continuing ed perspective. And I think just the model continuing education is ours based. And believe me, I'm a certified personal trainer too. I need to get a certain number of CEUs in order to maintain my certification. And I do that because I want to maintain that certification. And of course, I want to get the ongoing education, but I don't do it because I want the hours. I do it because I want the knowledge and I pick programs that are going to help me move forward towards a goal. And that's one of the things that I think is missing in the yoga industry and for a lot of yoga teachers. Matter of fact, I recently talked to a yoga teacher who told me that she was super stressed out by the number of CEU continuing ed programs she was currently enrolled in. And you know, this sort of reminds me of when I teach anatomy for 200 hour teacher training programs and some of the participants will say, I'm so stressed being in this program. And I'm like, you signed up for this. <laughs> No one's forcing you to be in this program. You know, and I think again, this, it just sort of baffles me guys. This, this really is where we put like the cart before the horse and we don't think about the process and we don't think about, do we want the end game of where this is going to take us? You know, someone who's just signed up for five different CEU programs or five different yoga-based trainings at the same time, like number one, that doesn't even make a lot of sense, you know? And number two, like what's really the goal there? What skill set are you trying to achieve? You know, to me, that again is someone who's just trying to get ours and that should never be the goal. That should just be like icing on the cake. Yeah, I got my hours. So what I'm going to take you through today is, and I've referred to this in past episodes, I'm not going to go through it in complete detail. I am going to give you enough of an overview that you get the gist of it. And I'm going to give you the reference as well uh, as to where you can find out more about it. And I'm also going to give you an opportunity to work with me one-on-one -on -one in a one-hour session where I can walk you through the entire process 
in regards to you as a teacher. And it's a neuroscience-based approach. Actually, it comes from a related science called neuro-linguistic programming. And it's called the well-formed outcome. And like I said, I've talked about the well-formed outcome process before, um, and I've used it before. I've used it before in one-on-one -on -one sessions with teachers. And I can tell you, teachers have been completely blown away by how a few questions has uncovered for them revelations about themselves, more clarity around goals that they want to achieve, and more clarity around the steps to achieve those goals. And that's what's oftentimes lacking when teachers are just like, oh, I'm going to take this program, I'm going to take that program. There's no clarity in, is this program going to actually help me get where I want to go? So just to review here, neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, is a revolutionary study of the process of human thought. It's the study of what's actually going on when we think. Not so much the physical or electrochemical reactions, but what we would notice if we looked at the step-by-step -step activity of thinking. And I'm reading from NLP, The Essential Guide, which I would highly recommend you get. It's by Tom Hubar, H-O-O-B-Y-A-R, NLP, The Essential Guide. You can just get it on Amazon. Uh, and the well-formed outcome is part of the NLP process. And I'm going to read for you the steps in the well-formed outcome process. And you can apply these steps to anything in your life that you want to achieve. What I'm going to ask you to do right now is think about it in the context of you're a yoga teacher. You might be in a position where maybe you're feeling like you're not teaching in a way that you want. In other words, you feel like you could do, you could be doing more. You could be maybe more authentic. You, you want to make more of an impact. Maybe your goals are revenue driven. Maybe you want to make more money. Maybe you want to create a program and you don't feel like you have the skills or the steps clear around how to do that. So we're going to frame this from the point of view of yoga teaching. However, you can apply this process to anything. So the well-formed outcome, and I'm just going to read what he says here. Once I learned to use the well-formed outcome, I wondered how I ever got along without it. It's so simple and effective that you can apply it to anything you want. It's especially helpful when you're planning big changes, find yourself stuck, or when you simply want to fine-tune a goal you have or are pursuing. So the well-formed outcome involves the following six questions. Okay, so I'm not going to go into detail, but I want you to remember, you can contact me for a one hour free session and I will walk you through this process. It's really freaking powerful if you do it with someone, because what that person does is they reflect back to you what you are saying in order to clearly understand what you're saying. And through that reflecting back, Oh my God, you guys, so many light bulbs will go off because just like I was reading to you in the description, we don't often realize how the words we say give a window into how we're thinking. And it's oftentimes something we're not even aware of.
So here are the steps. There's, there's so much I could say about this, but I'm, I don't wanna go on and on uh, here. So here are the steps. Well-formed outcome involves the following six questions. Uh, and here they are. Number one, what specifically do you want? How will you know when you've achieved what you want? Under what circumstances, where, when, and with whom do you want to have this result? What stops you from having your desired outcome already? And I'm going to stop and reread that one because this one really is the whammy. What is stopping you from having your desired outcome already? What resources will you need to help you create what you want? And the last one, how are you going to get there? And what's the first step to begin to achieve this result? So those are the steps of the well-formed outcome. And I want you to think about those questions as it relates to what I said at the very beginning. Where do you want to go as a teacher? What's a goal that you want to achieve? What's a way of being that you want to embody more? What are, what's a revenue plan you want to achieve? Revenue goals you want to achieve, whatever it is. Once you decide that, then you go through these six questions. And this is a much more intelligent way to start to identify, well, what programs should I sign up for? What, what training should I pursue? What teacher should I affiliate with to learn from as a mentor or whatever it is? Not how many hours do I need? Or this looks interesting, I'll take this. Or this looks like it's probably gonna solve my problem and then at the end realizing it doesn't. You know, it's, you can use the term due diligence. I mean, essentially what I just laid out for you is a due diligence process to help you in, to help ensure that you know where you want to go. It's clear. You know, I can give you the example. And I shared this when I talked before on the show about this well-formed outcome process. I can remember when I began teaching I started out, I had done my original training with Baron Baptiste. And of course, in my head, I was like, I definitely want to teach at his studio. And so when I went through all the training and the process of, you know, putting myself out there and all the hours for no pay as an assistant and the whole thing, and I got a job teaching for him in the studio, the studio was in the South End. I was living in West Roxbury, which if you know anything about Boston is not close. And that was why when I talked earlier about sitting in the car outside the studio and being too terrified to go in, I was driving to the studio. And I can tell you after about six months of that, that was not working for me. But had I ever thought <laughs> when I had this goal in my mind of teaching at that studio in the South End, did it ever occur to me that I didn't even live near the studio and what a pain in the ass that was going to be to get there? No. And that's one of the things that you identify when you clearly evaluate a goal through the well-formed outcome process. What I ended up doing is I sold my house and I bought a condo in Charlestown and I moved closer to the city. I mean, I was in Boston, Charlestown is in Boston. In retrospect, what I should have done is I should have moved into the South End and walked. I still had to drive. So, I mean, this is all what goes into having an intelligent approach to setting goals, not being in the river with everybody else doing what everybody else is doing. That kind of thing makes me mental. 
And especially, I never, ever want you to say, oh my God, I'm so stressed about learning. You know, learning and growing and, and being curious and developing as a yoga teacher, that is part of all of our missions. Otherwise, what the hell are we doing? So well-formed outcome, I want you to think about it or I invite you to think about it. I mean, I don't, I don't want you to do it. You can do what you want, all right? You have agency over all of it. I'm inviting you though to step out of your way of thinking things through on your own and set up a session with me. And let me take you through this well-formed outcome process. Uh, and you will be amazed at the revelations that you have. And you'll go off after this one hour session, you'll go off with an action plan and a lot more clarity on what it's going to take you to get it. So you can just email me to set that up. So that's it for today's episode. This is episode 200. So you are here, you are listening to this milestone episode. Thank you so, so much. And of course, if you're listening to this prior to August 24th, 2022, I invite you to come to the 200th episode podcast party. It's going to be so much fun. Those of you who are able to be with me live you will be entered into a number of different raffles for prizes. And of course, everyone who comes to the podcast party is going to get, you know, just that kind of back and forth live workshop feel that we're all used to as yoga teachers. And I shared some of the topics earlier that we'll be going over both from the teaching skills side of things, the mindset skills side of things. And of course, my favorite topic, anatomy. So August 24th, 4 p.m. Eastern, registration page will be on my website, barebonesyoga.com, on the events page, barebonesyoga.com, on the events page. Also go to my Instagram. I'll be posting about it every day with the link to register as soon as the reg page is done and it should be done within the next day or so. So thank you so much for being here. Episode 200 has been awesome. And I hope you've enjoyed it. I welcome comments, welcome feedback, and I'll see you in episode 201 and hopefully at the podcast party. Namaste. Hi there. Thank you so much for listening to this latest episode. And thank you so much for being part of my community and for spending some time with me here on the show. I wanted to wrap up this episode with just a quick note. I have a brand new recorded workshop page, and I'm really excited to offer you an opportunity to watch recorded workshops whenever you want. I have the first installment of a workshop on the page on the website, and it is a short workshop all about how to give effective cues. And so all you need to do to watch this free workshop is go to my website, barebonesyoga.com, and you'll see the listing in the dropdown for recorded workshops. When you click that page, you'll see on that page, the link to sign up to watch that recorded workshop. I'll be adding more workshops in the future to this page, and it's a way that you can access educational and growth information for teachers without having to make a workshop at a particular time. 
I love to get together with teachers live, both in person and of course online, which is where I'm doing most of my interaction with teachers right now. However, I appreciate that sometimes people can't make a workshop or the time doesn't work for them or they're in a different time zone. So I want you to know that this page can be a resource for you so that as you're out there and you have questions about different things, or you have maybe a half an hour, 45 minutes that you want to devote to your continuing education as a teacher, you can just go to my website, pull up this recorded workshops page, and there will be resources there for you to take a look at. And all of the workshops that I share are all designed at number one, giving you information, and number two, giving you the skills that come from getting that information. It doesn't do you any good if I'm just giving you information on anatomy. If I don't show you how you can use it in your teaching to grow as a teacher, to grow your impact, then it's really not very useful. So all my workshops will have that dual focus sharing a little bit and then showing you how to apply it. So I hope you'll check that out. If you have any questions or feedback, definitely let me know. Just send me an email, karen at barebonesyoga.com. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And I look forward to hearing from you. Namaste.